0: Because I'm an engineer, I kind of like equations and flow charts. Okay, so inputs lead to outputs, which lead to outcomes. Now, normally we read left to right. So you think, well, you start with the input. But actually, in the leadership training, they said, you should begin with the outcome. What is the ultimate goal? What is the hope-filled outcome? And then you work backwards. What are the outputs I need to achieve that outcome? And what are the inputs to achieve those outputs? So, an example. Say one of your goals, your hope-filled outcomes, is to go to Benedictine College. Well, the output you need to go to Benedictine, you need to have a certain ACT score, a certain grade point average. Well, what's the input to achieve that output? Well, I need to study one hour a day. I need perhaps to have tutoring in this subject. You see why you begin with the outcome? Otherwise, you're arguing with your child about why they need to study an hour a day. Remember, it's because you want to get into Benedictine College, okay? Okay. So begin with the outcome. Now we can apply this to our spiritual life. Just three points today about the ascension. Number one, the ascension points us to our ultimate goal. The ultimate outcome we're hoping for in our lives. So we pray at the liturgy today, where Christ our head is gone, we the body hope to follow. The ultimate goal of our life is not to get into Benedictine College or to make a lot of money or to have fame or power, but it's to get to heaven to become a saint. What's the output needed to get into heaven? Well, we need to be in a state of grace. To be a canonized saint, we would have to display heroic virtue. Well, what's the input needed to be in a state of sanctified? And to grow in virtue? Well, we need to be living a sacramental life, so God's sanctifying grace comes through the sacraments. Sanctifying grace, God's salvation, is the very life of Christ, which is first poured into our souls through our baptism. It's here that we encounter Jesus and receive an increase of sanctifying grace as we receive Christ into our lives in the Holy Eucharist. If ever I fall from that sanctifying grace, I'm saved once again in confession as Jesus redeems me and pours into my soul that sanctifying grace. So, okay, I need to be living a sacramental life. I can't be saved apart from Jesus. I need to have a personal relationship with the Lord, praying. I need to be practicing charity and virtue. So these are the inputs, living a sacramental life, a prayer life. Practicing charity leads to me living in a state of sanctifying grace to achieve my outcome, to become a saint. So, first, today we see Jesus shows us the way, our ultimate goal, our ultimate outcome. Second point about the ascension today, as we think of Jesus ascending to the right hand of the Father, We can start to have a little almost sadness in our hearts thinking, well, does this mean Jesus is now way far away? But did you catch at the end of this gospel? Remember, I am with you always until the end of the age. And so Pope Leo, the great, he said the invisible God now is visible to us in the sacraments of the church. I've said this many times, that the God of history is now present in the sacred mysteries. What are the sacred mysteries? The sacraments. Jesus is with us. Right here in the Eucharist, in the sacraments, Christ comes to us. Now, if Jesus, if we think, wow, he's way far away, and wow, wouldn't it be nice that I lived back when Jesus was walking the earth and the flesh. But think about how limiting that would be if Jesus was living only in Jerusalem right now. And in order to counter the Lord, we would have to get in a plane and fly Israel. That's why Jesus says, it is actually better that I go back to the Father so that I can send the Advocate, the Holy Spirit. And it's through the Holy Spirit now that Jesus is present to us at all times, everywhere. It's in just a few minutes that I'm going to call down the Holy Spirit upon the bread and wine, and Christ will come to us here in the Holy Eucharist. In fact, in the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus wants to dwell in our souls. That's how close God wants to remain to us. So, don't think of the ascension as just well, okay, Jesus is gone now. No, he's with us through the power of his Holy Spirit. Finally, as we celebrate Jesus completing his mission, we celebrate today Jesus is giving us our mission. What's the mission of the church? To go and make disciples, baptizing people in the name of the Father, and the Son of the Holy Spirit, bringing people into communion with the Lord. It's not enough just to keep the faith, we're called to share the faith. This last week we had our new member welcome... And I met a family and said, wow, what drew you to St. Michael? And the mother said, well, actually it was Vacation Bible School. She said, last summer, their four-year-old went to BBS and got in the car and said, mommy, I met Jesus. And his mom said, well, that's great. And she said, no, mom, I really met Jesus at Vacation Bible School. The mother said, well, did Father Breyer or one of the priests dress up like Jesus? And the little girl says, Mom, I met the real Jesus, and we got to talk to him. Well, it turns out that at Vacation Bible School, they were focused on the Eucharist and at a time of exposition and adoration, this little girl met Jesus here in the Eucharist. was so excited, she had to go tell somebody. She told her, Mom, we can learn about evangelization from a little four-year-old. This is our call that once we encounter the risen Lord, we've got to go tell people. This last week I saw the movie Big George Foreman. The true story about the heavyweight boxer George Foreman, some of you know a little about, about his story, so he grew up in poverty, but somebody saw his potential and began teaching him boxing to all the odds. Within a year, he wins the gold medal, goes on to become the heavyweight boxing champion of the world, and at the height of his career, he begins living this disillusionment so there's a scene in the movie where he's living in this mansion, his family's over for dinner, and his mom says, George, thank God now for the food before we eat. And George kind of drops his fork and looks at his mom and says, Mom, God didn't provide this food, I did. Well, pride comes before the fall, and George falls from the heights of his greatness, begins to lose he, at the end of one fight that he loses, he goes to the locker room and his heart stops. He has a near-death experience. He comes back and he says, I've seen the Lord. Jesus is alive. And it changes his life. He can't help it to go out and tell people that Christ is alive. In fact, he becomes a preacher. And I'm gonna, not going to the, ruin the movie, but it ends with this great story of redemption. And so the point is that all of us are on mission to witness to Jesus. Mother Angelica said, you know, we naturally talk about people that are important to us. We talk about our family. We talk about our friends. But do we talk about Jesus? Even within our own families. If Jesus is our best friend, we should naturally talk about him. Let me close with just one last example. So Father Ian from Kenya is living with us right now, and I'm learning about Kenyan culture, and he's learning about American culture, and I think the thing that's blown his mind about American culture is he doesn't understand American rugged individualism and how independently we all live. He cannot understand how I don't know Everyone that lives in the subdivision right behind our house. You mean you don't know your neighbors? This is mind blowing. In, in Kenya, you know everybody. We're very communal oriented, he said. We had a lunch this week for Father Francis Bachler's retirement. He's from Ghana. And after lunch, we spent about an hour talking, and Father Ian said, This is African culture. We talk to one another. We have relationships. We're communal oriented. You know, a commissioner over in Ascension that I've gotten to know, she said, you know, on Saturday morning, I decided to send an e, e- bike out to all the neighbors in my subdivision and simply say, I'm going to have a rosary on Saturday mornings at my house at 9 o'clock. She said, I didn't want anyone to show up. Two families showed up. And I started building relationships within our subdivision. And her home now is like the hub of community for the subdivision. That's what our Catholic homes are supposed to be like. These hubs of community. Because evangelization is all about forming relationships. And there's a lot of lonely people today. This is our mission. Jesus came to draw all people into the one family. God. And so as we celebrate, He's completed His mission, He's sending us now on mission. We are His body on earth, and we are to go out and bear witness to Him and draw people into the one.